everybody, Arsman here, and thanks for tuning in to episode 16 of the Houston Athletic Club podcast. Today, we're mostly going to be discussing about acute injuries in the weight room, and we'll finish up with what to do with popping joints while you're lifting. But without further ado, let's get on with the episode. Yes, the Super Bowl, I know we were talking yes, about it uh, yes, before. I did. I you're did. actually rooting for Tom Brady. I was. <laughs> yes, I was. You know, I, I didn't like the guy when he was in New England, you know, and... Uh, but you can't hate on the guy for being good. You know, it took him so many years to get to where he's at, man, and and to accomplish what he has is just unbelievable, crazy. Yeah, he's he's going to go down. <clears throat> he's going to go down. Um he's like the greatest football player yeah. ever. I mean, he's it, was this his seventh Super Bowl win? It is. Yeah, so he's gone down seven times. This he's, time, you know, it's from a team that hasn't even been recognized. <laughs> yeah. have, have, have they made playoffs before? Uh, I think it was like uh, maybe over a little, a little bit over a decade ago. Really? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, yeah. <laughs> he did it with a team that, like, hasn't even been on the radar. Right. Um, you know, and he basically picked them apart from what I saw. Yeah, he 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 was he maintained his poise, you know. Uh, he got a little rowdy, but I mean that's that's who he is, you know. He's he's not gonna back down from everybody, and you know it was just crazy. It, it's you know what he did to them. Yeah. You know? the, the I remember the moment when I recognized how great Tom Brady was, and uh, it was when he was. I think it may have been the last Super Bowl they went to where they looked like they were going to lose. Right. And they actually started booing them. I don't recall if it was, like, actually the Super Bowl or, like, in the playoffs, or, but they were actually losing, and uh, he just turned it around somehow in, like, the later halftime. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was on the I was on the boat of just, like, you know, Tom Brady, he's, he just, he's just behind a good team, you yeah. know, but... After that, after I saw like how he performed and literally turned around the entire game, uh, that that was it. I mean, he's he's really good. I don't even follow football that much, but you know when I watch Tom Brady, it, it just it's just different. Yeah, it's different. Um, so but anyway, uh, uh, the training for me has been pretty good. I just did my bench press. I'm getting up towards the 300s. I uh, did a good triple at 280. Felt yeah. solid. You were actually spotting me. And we just got an incline bench, so I've been messing around with that a bit. Um, you know, staying fairly light and seeing how it goes. Yeah. Um, you know, getting my hips stronger slowly but surely, you know, but that's just kind of like how the progress is. Right. Uh, it's never just like a straight line A to B. You know, there's little hiccups down the road. Um, but, yeah. Uh, just continuing the progress from there. How's, how's your training going? It's a little bit off. You know, I've been like, because uh, my competitions, either they get moved or, you know, relocated and uh, or filled up pretty mm-hmm. fast, man. Uh, this last one that I was supposed to go to was in, um, I think it was in a couple of months from now. And I uh, went up to sign up and it was full. So, <laughs> so I had to look for my next one. And it's like, and... Uh, I think I finally did uh, find one here in Houston, uh, the Power Fest. Mm-hmm. So I signed up for that one, and uh, I got like twenty weeks out. Cool. So cool. so when when is that one? 
It's in June, uh, the last of June, June 26th or June 6th, some, somewhere around there. Yeah, that's a lot of time. Yeah. That's good. That's yeah, good. Yeah, so uh, I'm just uh, concentrating on writing down my program, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, I'm going to put in some little workouts this month, <coughs> and then uh, I'll start my uh, 16-week program. Cool. And, uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, uh, hopefully I can uh, – I'd like to compete. I mean, that seems like a, a good enough time yeah. um, to work towards. Yeah. Um, you got to hurry up, man. Yeah, it, but I mean, if I <laughs> if my squats and deadlifts just aren't yeah. feeling like like if I don't feel like I'm gonna progress from the last time I did the yeah. meet, yeah. I mean, I don't I don't really know. I mean, the bench press looks like it's solid, right? Like I can easily get into some PRs, right? But I I don't know. Like it's just slowly but surely building up, but yeah. it, it, I just don't feel a hundred percent yet. So I, I, don't, I just don't even know if it's worth it yeah. for me. No, for for me, I mean, since um, I got injured, you know, uh, I, I'm not going in there just like, you know, uh, I'm going to go win it all and stuff like that. I'm I'm not, even if I wanted to. But it, it's kind of like just to get a feel for where I'm at, mm-hmm. you know, uh, with the recovery and everything. And, and uh, that's all I'm going for, you know, is just to try to hit my PRs on, uh, on my squat and deadlifts, you know, new PRs at least. Uh, but as far as my bench, you know, if if I get close to three hundred, you know, or a little bit above, the, I'll be happy with that. Yeah. You know, I'm not gonna go and try to beat my old PR because I mean, that's what got me in the where I'm at first place. <laughs> but it, it's it's a work in progress. You know, I'm just sticking sticking to the training, the rehabbing and stuff. But I, I think I'm a little bit outside the rehab mm-hmm. by now. Cause I've been benching like two twenty five and uh, and I feel good. Good. So I'm just uh, wrapping it up now to where I get more reps every time I work out, and I haven't gone maybe a little bit over you know, uh, on uh, I believe it's like two two fifty maybe, mm-hmm. but mostly at two twenty five is where I kind of work out right okay. now. So we'll see. Yeah, it looks sounds to me like it's moving pretty well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's been. Hard, but you know it's just patience. Yeah, you know, so yeah. it's it's been a good thing. Yeah, uh, so. I mean on my on my squats, I, I was working up towards like three oh five, and then uh, I just started feeling my right hip again, just a little bit. Like it it wasn't anywhere like it was. Right. And uh, so I've just kind of like auto regulated and gone down a bit and doing some things for my hips to like kind of get the you know the glutes firing a little yeah. bit more, hip flexors. Yep. Uh, and cause the last thing I want to do is like just push past it, Yeah, you know, and I've done that plenty of times to yeah. recognize like not to go down that road. Exactly. So, exactly. So I'm, I'm kind of playing the safe game, you know, uh, with, with some individuals you want to kind of push a little bit, but then you got ones like me where you kind of have to like <laughs> take, take the brakes on, right. you know, pump the brakes. Yeah. So with that, um, Let's talk a little bit about what we wanted to, which is acute injuries. Yeah. Okay. So we talked about this before in the previous podcasts, uh, some of the early ones. I think the very first one, we were talking about injuries in the weight room. Yeah. And how, uh, you know, you're more likely to get injured in other areas of fitness um, than, like, you know, in the weight room. And then there's also, you know, you, you can get injured doing th- silly things like dropping a plate on your foot. Mm-hmm. Uh, rather than just doing a movement incorrectly. Um, and then there's also the intolerance. So if you just do proper stress ma- uh, stress management, loading management, 
uh, things like that, you can really avoid yourself from uh, yeah. being being uh, having pain experiences or you know having that intolerable experience where you, you just feel uh, too injured to perform the exercise. Yeah. Uh, but you know, going going a little bit deeper into like acute injuries, uh, what acute injuries are. Um, so if we look at acute, acute is something that happens you know at a specific point in time. As to where, like, if it was more of a chronic, it's something that's, you know, it it's longer. I think the definition would be, like, uh, three months or more. Right. Right? Yeah. And so with, uh, you know, the, the fine line for me is, you know, when the acute injury happens, um, you know, what exactly to do about it? And then at what point in time does the acute injury just kind of, fade into a chronic right. thing, you know, because once, once you feel something, um, it, it, you know, it usually nine times out of 10, it kind of just phases in and out yeah. throughout your lifestyle or, you know, throughout your life in, in general. Right. First, what I've seen a lot of the, like, even for me, I'll use myself as an example. Uh, incline was a, a big one as far as my shoulder, mm-hmm. I would have like, okay, well, I don't feel comfortable on that incline. You know, uh, either it was the angle or too much weight on it and stuff like that, but it was always bothering my shoulder. Not saying that it was the incline that made it hurt, but, you know, it was just certain movements that, you know, caused the, uh, the, the, the acute pain. And, um, you know, I would stretch and, and whatnot, but I never paid attention to it. It's like, okay, let's find out what it made it hurt. And mm-hmm. then, but it was always like, it was the incline where I would feel it the most. And you know, I would play with my grips, you know, try to open up wider, shorter, closer arm angles and whatnot. You know, and I finally just stopped doing uh, barbell inclines and I went with the, uh, with the dumbbells because they felt a little bit better simply because of the little freedom, you know, but I was masking that little pain that was there, you know, uh, and after a while it just got worse and worse because I was kept on doing some, uh, uh, whether it was dips or like, uh, other movements that just cause pain, Mm -hmm. you know, little impingements and whatnot, upright rows, heavy upright rows, you know, and so, so, I never, you know, it's like, oh, it, it's it's there, but, you know, and I've seen a lot of people go through this, too, to where it's like they, they feel the pain, and then, you know what, it'll just subside the more I work out, because I'm kind of cold right now, Yeah. and, you know, and then sometimes you would come in the following week, and you probably feel nothing, but you were like either light or moderate, and then you start going heavy again, and you start feeling it, Uh and a lot of people go through that without trying to figure out what's causing the problem, you know. Uh, but that in itself would turn into a chronic pain mm-hmm. simply because I never fixed it. I just kept on lifting and lifting. And later on, it's like, okay, well, it feels better now. But by that time, it's like I've kind of masked what was causing the problem, you know, by lifting heavy I wouldn't feel anything, but if I went lighter and, and put more emphasis on the lift or the movement itself, I'd start feeling it. And it's like, no, oh, I don't want to go there. You know, so I just kept pounding, you know. Yeah. And But the one thing that, you know, you got to understand is kind of like it's very easy to mask 
pain like that when you load more weight because what's happening is we tend to shift how we lift a heavier weight and that takes us out of that that range of motion that actually uh, where we can feel what's that little pain that's bothering us whether it's in the shoulder elbows you know knees and, and that's the one thing that I've found that a lot of these acute problems happen around the joints you know, uh, there's minor tears here and there, you know, and those are the, the true acute ones mm-hmm. to where, if, well, you know, you got to lay off the, the weight simply because the pain itself of the torn muscle, it's not going to let you push too much weight. So you kind of lay off and within time it goes away. But the ones around the joints is the ones that linger the most. And those are the ones that kind of like turn from acute into a chronic pain, uh, and that's one of the things I guess we wanted to cover uh, was more on the, the acute side of injuries like that to where it's very easy to fix, but we don't want to spend the time fixing it. And we just think about lifting the weight and moving and whatnot, you know. Yeah, a lot of times it's simple, Yeah, but it's not necessarily easy because you got to have that mindset. Exactly. Right, of taking that step back. And And... and it, it, you know, yeah, I, you know, that's what I was saying before too, is like, I've been a hundred percent guilty of doing that myself. Yeah. You just kind of load it up, uh, and just kind of go for it anyways. And, you know, let the pieces fall where they may, yeah. you know, and then you start leaning into these compensation patterns, um, you know, and you, you could argue if like there's an adaptability to that and stuff, but frankly, if you're just not feeling the same type of movement you were making progress in from the beginning um there's some sort of pattern that's you're overstressing yes and it's going to lead to more complexities down the road one of the things that i've seen a lot of and i've done myself too is you start relying on um certain modalities so like if you know you can even discuss this like wearing a weight belt right so say you're working up to a top set on a squat and then uh you know as you get up there you you put the belt on you know but if you find yourself to where you're having to put the belt on on like your second warm-up yeah uh you're you start to for you start to lose some of those um normal patterns that you were feeling for before and you have some instability there obviously Mm -hmm. and that's usually a good indicator of you know maybe slowing down a little bit and trying to refocus on those joints and yeah. movements and the range of motion that you're trying to achieve yep. in those exercises. Yeah. Cause I mean th- that right there, you, you just kind of like hit it on the head as far as saying instability. Cause that's one of the main issues when we create these acute issues within our joints. Um, you know, to me is, it's kind of like, when we create problems, whether it's our shoulder, uh, elbows, you know, knees, hips, and whatnot, it's caused by like an imbalance between the prime muscles and the prime stabilizers. And the stabilizers are the ones that actually hold the joint in place, and we tend to not pay attention to that mm-hmm. as much simply because we, we just think about lifting heavy weight. And uh, the prime movers or prime muscles are the ones that take over. Uh, and 
Yet, when you create a problem and you're trying to subside your weight, trying to fix the problem, and you got to work on your stabilizers. Um, if that's when you start feeling it, you know, and it's like, well, I don't like to do this movement because I feel the pain. But if I do this other stuff with a little bit more weight, it kind kind of goes away. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not helping the issue. You're just like making it worse or you're going to prolong it to where you're always going to have that problem. Uh, so it's very important kind of like to, like you say, you got to step back and, and you do have to build that discipline to be able to do that. You know, it's it's okay. It's a little setback, but I'd, I'd rather take that little step back and, you know, work on those stabilizer muscles. Uh, when I hurt my chest or like when I got injured, it was like, you know, I'd, I'd be... I mean, when did you see me lift that little five-pound bar mm-hmm. in here? You know, I do it when nobody's around because, like, what the hell's going on? It's like, why is he doing a five-pound bar? You know, it's like, yeah, well, kind of like one of those ego things, you know, because uh, everybody's used to seeing me lift heavier and whatnot, and then right. it's like I'm over here in the corner with a blue bar benching, like, five pounds. The biggest guy in the room. Yeah, you, you know? <laughs> so yeah. I would, like, rehab a lot when people are not around. But it, it was just one of those things, too. It's like, hey, how come you don't lift? Yeah, I'm lifting, you know, but mm-hmm. not just, I'm, it's only when I'm by myself. Yeah. For me, uh, there's certainly something to be said about doing those isometrics. Um, there's also been studies done looking at, you know, acute injuries um, or even rehabilitative type exercise where you're basically just putting it in a certain position and just kind of holding it. Yeah. You know, um, doing isometrics, slow eccentrics, so slowly going down, setting certain tempos. There's different ways you can make an exercise harder without necessarily having to just load it up with a bunch of weight. Right. And then just focusing on proper range of motion. Right. Uh, just where your balance is on the exercise, mm-hmm. like you were saying, having that stability there. Like, is there a proper bracing mechanism that you're doing? Yeah while you're performing the, the exercise. Um, you know, oftentimes when we're just kind of maxing out or really pushing ourselves, we don't necessarily think about all these cues at right. once because, I mean, you got to lift all that weight, you know, you're yeah. thinking about maximal force production. Um, so when these sorts of things happen, you're not, you're not able to, you kind of have to troubleshoot. You're not able to just like continue that same process because otherwise you're going to start leading into these instability issues or having, you know, the compensation, you start leaning onto one side over the other, um, you know, or like in a case of, you know, doing a squat or something you start like collapsing in, starting to use your back a little bit more, um, or you start shifting the one side, or if you're bench pressing, if you try to push, keep pushing that weight, you'll start shifting the weight over to the left side. Yep. And, uh, you know, then you're just leading down to more issues, uh, later, later on down the, down the road. Um, but if you just do things that are still challenging, but not as load intensive, you know, to me, that's still, still making progress. Right. It it is, you know, uh, and you know, what I would say is, is kind of like if, if you start feeling 
a pain and whatnot, you, you're always going to fall to the stereotype to where it's like, okay, your shoulder hurts. It's an impingement. Uh, you know, uh, something, oh, my knee hurts. Oh, it's an ACL. It's like, you know, it, it always goes back to those couple of things that everybody just sees and hears about on the Internet, you know, and those are the most obvious injuries that are out there, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but it's kind of like once you start feeling a little bit of pain, you know, uh, just just take a couple of steps back because it's kind of like David said, you know, there's one of two things that's wrong or both. It's going to be a poor stability or poor lifting technique, you know, and that's what's going to cause the pain, uh, you know, to develop that acute uh, issue. And if you don't take care of it, you know, it's to where and this does happen a lot. And it's, it's very common to where people just say, like, uh, once I, you know, it kind of hurts in the beginning and I just warm up and I keep pushing through it and then it just goes away. No, it's it's still there. Uh, the only thing is that your body's warmed up. So it kind of masked it a little bit to where you, you have a little bit more blood flow uh, and it keeps that area sensitive, you know, kind of warm. So you don't feel it as much, but it's it's still there and it's probably getting worse. So you ain't doing it any help. Yeah, it, it, kind of going back to what you were saying before, uh, just now, one thing I'd like to emphasize is that, you know, if you're feeling an acute injury, it doesn't necessarily mean that there's some um, pathological thing going on and that you need, and even if there is, it, it doesn't mean that you need um, some sort of procedure or, like, get it checked out or you know, because I've seen that too, or, you know, there's a lot of freaking out that kind of takes place yeah. if they start to feel something, um, you know, and the better approach that I've seen and done is just taking a couple steps back, analyzing, you know, where does it, at what point in time does it start to bother you a little bit? Right. Um, if it's, you know, staying bothersome a bit, um, you know, you could, just lay off until until the experience starts to die down a little mm-hmm. bit um but it doesn't necessarily uh mean that you have uh an issue that needs to be dealt with through you know like an mri or right. you know you immediately need to go to a doctor or something like that or that you just need to stop working out and that don't do anything till you know you don't feel anything again yeah that that seems to be more of an issue uh you know because if you start feeling an ache or pain uh, it's so easy to just like give up basically. Yeah. Like just stop what you're doing, um, you know, and just stay home, uh, you know, and not not do things that are actually challenging uh, that, you know, because you can always still exercise yeah. in different ways, um, you know. And I, I'm not saying that like if you ha- if you went and played a soccer game and you just like ripped your ACL, you know, <laughs> I'm talking more like, you know, you you picked up something wrong and you felt you felt a tweak in your mm-hmm. back, you know, and now now, you know, you you feel like the need to rest it for a couple of weeks or something. Well, what that's going to do is it you're not really um getting into the root cause of the situation. Right. And you're, you know, you end up in a situation where when you go back to do uh, a certain activity, you're either going to go back into the same thing uh, and then tweak your back again, yeah. or you're just going to start avoiding the, uh, 
that, that whole movement all together. And neither of those situations and scenarios is ideal right. in confronting uh, what occurred in the first place. And so in that instance, you want to, you know, take a step back, analyze what sort of movement uh, caused that sort of tweak, and see if there's some way you can find a progressive pattern to kind of work up towards. And that's essentially what it is when you're managing your stress and managing loading. Yeah. You know, it's all systematic. And then the other thing, too, is, you know, stress is universal in the body. So, like, if you if you have a lack of sleep or if you're just not eating right or if you've had some sort of struggle um, in your life occurring and you go to do a certain movement, um, you, could, you can manifest that um, emotional or mental pain into a physical uh, pain as well. And, uh, you know, it, it just starts to lead up into certain events that we just don't kind of think about. Yeah. Uh, so, and that, that's what I've experienced a lot of myself. Uh, you know, certain individuals is they'll start to feel a certain pain in a certain movement. And then, you know, come to find out, you know, they hadn't been eating right the whole week. They slept three hours. <laughs> in uh, three days. Yeah, you know? exa- exactly. <laughs> you know, they had a they had a rough week at work. Right. And, you know, all these things, they, they kind of build up, you know. Or, you know, you decided to go, decided to go play tennis or go golfing or baseball or whatever. And you, you had like a three-hour game the day before. And then, uh, you know, we go to do some activities and then you start to feel little nicks and nicks and tweaks and stuff like that. You know, it's it's just proper management strategies, uh, you know, to kind of either avoid the injuries altogether or if you have these injuries kind of show up, how to manage it and go about it. Yeah. Uh, So, I mean, the other thing, too, uh, since we're talking about injuries is what I run into a lot is, uh, having crepitus. Yes. So crepitus is when your joints are popping. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of times, you know, and this, I'm sure this happens with you, Mark, is when you're doing a movement or you're starting out most of the time, or, you know, heck I'll even pop my back a lot. Right. Uh, your, your joints, they just, they just naturally popped. Right. And, um, it has nothing to do with something grinding in your joints mm-hmm. or, you know, you're not, your knee isn't dying, your shoulder's not decaying. Um, what it essentially is, is just you have fluid that's built up and in those joints, and those joints create byproducts of uh, gases. Yeah. And so when you do a certain movement, uh, all you're really doing when it pops is releasing those gases. It's kind of like when you... Um, what are those things when you, you the package it? Wrap. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like a bubble wrap. Like you just kind of squeeze it and then the gas sort of release. Right. And, you know, and then you can move a little bit better, actually. Um, so, I mean, like, that, that's really the basis of what Crepitus yeah, is. Yeah, that, that, that's it. It's, it's kind of like uh, nitrogen bubbles that you create in your joints and uh, they're just popping. It's just releasing that gas. Um, and a lot of people get worried about that, you know, because it's like, oh, is that normal? Like, I don't know. I do every time I do this, it's like it pops. It's like, well, does it hurt you? Like, no. Like, well, okay, keep doing what you're doing. You're mm-hmm. fine. You know, it, it's it's common. 
But now, if you get a pop and then your knee's hurting, <laughs> maybe you got to get that checked out, you know? Uh, but yeah. th- that's the only thing. It's kind of like, it, it's very... When clients tell me about the popping, you know, it's it's just whether it hurts or it doesn't. Like, you can't tell me you're trying to explain something that, you know, you're not too sure of. And, you know, well, it does this when it I do it this way. It does that. Like, well, yeah, but does it hurt? Like, well, no, but it pops. It's like, no, you're fine. You know, uh, some people have more fluid than others, you know, and, and it just, it's, it's normal. Uh, but if, if you do have certain pain with that pop and it, you feel it when it pops, then guess what? There's something wrong there, you know, mm-hmm. but that's the only time I would say that, Hey, that popping's not normal because I mean, I just see a bone sticking out every time it pops or like, you know, there, there's, obviously something wrong there when your knee pops and there's pain uh with it so you're just hurt but if you got a lot of popping sounds when i've heard people popping their knees when they do a leg press and every rep they have a pop 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 it's like does that hurt you like no no okay keep doing you know yeah i think i think the worst thing that could happen is uh associating the pop with some sort of uh, problem and so you start relating a certain movement or the popping sensation uh, to an injury and you kind of it's kind of like you self-fulfill the injury that yeah. you thought was there in the first place so I, I use the same approach like if we're doing an exercise and they feel like a joint popping I usually just ask them you know is is there pain associated yeah. with you, does it hurt yeah. And yeah, they're like, no, well, I mean, don't worry about it. Yeah, don't don't worry about it. And that's exactly what you should do, because I've, I've, I've seen some clients to where they hear a pop and they just get too worried about it. Well, it's like when I do it this way, it pops. But if I do it this other way, it doesn't pop. But is the other way the correct way? You know, that's the one thing you got to pay attention to. It's like that's what we're trying to explain to you guys It's like. The, the popping is, you know, if there's no pain associated with it, then you're fine. Keep doing the movement the way you're supposed to. Don't try to, like, manipulate the movement just to get rid of the pop because eventually you're, like, putting yourself, you know, I don't, I don't see what you're doing when you're telling me that you do the movement in a certain way because you're only telling me what you've done, but you're not telling me or I can't see what you're actually doing because... I mean that in itself you could be putting yourself, you know, uh in a in a prone to injury situation. Yeah, a compromised position. Yeah. Based off that assumption yeah. that the pop is an injury. Yeah. yeah. I think also it, the you know what you were saying about the pop associated with injury, the next thing I would do is analyze like what activity they're doing. Yeah. If they're just doing like a basic body weight squat and they feel some sort of pain, I'm not as, I'm a little more hesitant to, uh, you know, just dismiss the squatting. Uh-huh. No, 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 no. As that's where, not what I'm saying. Yeah, either. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, put another way, like I would say to maybe do a couple more yeah. and see how it is. Uh, 
as to where if I'm making someone do sprints and they feel like a knee, yeah, a knee pain associated with the pop, yeah. So I mean that's just a you know it's something that I'll see a lot. It, and this also is with injury too. You know, like if you pick something up and you feel your back tweak, and you're lifting fifty five pounds, I'm a little less prone to have you stop than if you're going towards your max right if that makes sense yeah so i you know i usually look at like if there's a popping sensation okay does it hurt okay how much how much weight are we actually using or what activity are we even doing yeah and then from there i try to see if there's a way to like you know i'll i'll kind of dip my toe in the waters a little bit and see if it you know feels a little more warmed up uh, you know, and if, if at the same time, you don't want to just push through the pain and just say to totally ignore it. So, you know, of course, if it, if it keeps, you know, agitating to where like, you're not even working anything, all you can do is focus on the pain. The, yeah. The pain <laughs> that's occurring, uh, you know, and this kind of goes back into the acute injury stuff. Um, you know, then we just kind of take a step back and see what activities we can do uh, that's challenging it can still work the muscles properly yeah um, but then you know I'm, I'm I'm a lot more uh, I guess cautious in stress uh, management area whatever you want to call it when someone's working up you know to a higher level of activity you know the chances of tearing your ACL um, in the weight room is none yeah you know but you know you see them all the time in the field you know football field soccer field uh things like that and there's just a lot more intensity involved so there's a lot more management involved um which you know ironically like i don't really see too many of them get too caught up in like the little aches and pains yeah the the joint pops and things like that uh and a matter of fact like those are usually the type of individuals you want to be good at pumping the brakes on, you know, because they'll they'll try to like mask it best they can because yes. they don't they don't want their coach putting them on the sidelines yeah. or something like that. It's like, hey, what's going on? Why are you limping? Yeah. Uh, all right, go see the trainer. You're on the bench. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and then understandable, you know, just <laughs> but it, you got to think about the future too. It's like it's either. Take care of it now or, like, be sidelined for the rest of the year or, mm-hmm. you know, the season. Um, but, yeah, um, I don't know. It, it's just uh, one of those things that um, happens a lot with everybody that works out. Or it, it's not even wor- working out. I mean, you could be at home doing stuff and you hear your joints pop. And automatically right there, like, oh, my God, did you hear that? It's like, I don't think I should do anything. Like, I was going to go to the gym today, but my knee popped and uh I'm just going to stay away for a little bit. And it's like, you know, uh, does it hurt? Like, no. One of the funniest things that I uh, I always get about is because I pop my back a lot. Yeah. Let me see if... I just popped a little bit now. Yeah, it's very little. Yeah. I've, I've heard you pop it. Yeah, and it gets loud, and some people, they kind of freak out. and like, oh, man. That's not good for your back. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, 
how often do you visit a chiropractor? Yeah. You know, they, they pop your back all the time. Yep. You know, and then you get the argument of like, well, if you get a chiropractor to pop your back, it doesn't wear down your spine as much or whatever. And that's that's just a whole other discussion, yeah. conversation that we can leave for another day. Yeah. Just take it easy, guys. <laughs> you know, popping's normal. If it If it don't hurt, you're fine. That's right. You know, uh, and if you got some acute injuries, you know, uh, take care of them. And all you got to do is is just uh, take a couple of steps back and uh, start working out, figure out what's wrong and and start from there, you know, adjust. Yeah, the the best approach is to not completely stop, but yeah. uh, find find ways to have progression and, and work around the uh, the problems as best as you can. Yep. All right, guys, so that's it for this episode. Uh, Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. See ya. Arsamon here, signing us out of today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Please like, comment, and share on the podcast. And be sure to check out our website, HoustonAthleticClub.net, for all of our training services. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.